Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Daydon Tolbert Show. I am your host, Daydon Tolbert. This is Ask Daydon Advice Lunch Hour, and this is the first live show of 2017. I want to wish everybody a, a happy new year, uh, Merry Christmas, uh, happy Kwanzaa, all that good stuff. Um, it's been a few weeks since I was live last. Um, you know, and I, you know, I'd like to take some time off for the holidays, spend with family, and uh, you know, let you guys do the same. Um, in fact, the last time I was live was my two-night special on uh, relationships 101, dating do's and don'ts, where you know I just kind of kind of got into a lot of the issues and the subject matter that you often hear talked about during Christmas, New Year's, uh, leading up to Valentine's Day, even Thanksgiving. Just um, you know, a lot of questions, a lot of uh, like I always say, a lot of disappearing acts, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of doubt. Uh, in these situationships uh, going on out here, so I wanted to try to clear, you know, clear some of that up, um, take the guesswork out of the holiday season. Hopefully, everyone, did, you know, had a good, uh, you know, a good time with friends and family. And you know, if you are going through any type of, uh, you know, heartache or you know, drama, you know, uh, hit me up. You know, I'm still, I just to let you know, I'm still doing that uh, holiday special for my counseling. So eight five five fifty five. Uh, date on. One of the things I want to do today is uh, is talk a little bit about a little bit about everything. There's a lot of entertainment news going on out there. Uh, there's some stuff going on in, in our community that I wanted to address. Um, you know, there was some really good discussion topics over in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group the last several weeks, and I wanted to get into some of those uh, this afternoon. So, and I, I'm you know I'll save some of them for next time because there's a lot in. Uh, today will be somewhat of a, you know, a shorter show, but um, I, I want to start today off by saying this. You know, and I, I posted this on social media. I said that when it comes to family, you know, you hear people talk about the holidays and Christmas. You know, they say it's a time for friends and family, and um, you know, for me, family is a, a term that is often widely misused. Um, you know, you often hear about drama and, the, you know, she's sleeping with this person and he's doing this and that. And so, you know, there may be people in your family that you don't speak to or that you don't associate with. And so for me, I like to look at family uh, as people who show love, you know. And for me, that could be uh, physical love. That could just be, you know what I mean? Like it could be social media love. You know what I'm saying? Like even if somebody – I, I'm just thinking about you. Hey, uh, you know, Happy New Year, Merry Christmas. You know, hey, come on over for dinner, or you know, what I'm saying I'd like to, you know, spend some time with you. And for me, that's what family's about. You know, and you see a lot of people out here throwing that term around, and there's a lot of fakeness. A few years ago, I did a special on uh, how to deal with fake family and friends, and really one of the realest shows that I've uh, done, you know, since I've been on the air, and. Um, so I just want to put that out there. You know, for me, it's, uh, I said online, it's family is defined by who shows love, not necessarily by blood. And so what we need to do is, is really just focus on who and what is important in your life. And, and, you know what I'm saying, and everybody else, you know, forget them. Even, you know, even if you look at social media, you know, you see so many people online with these fake friends. You know, you got 5,000 friends, 4,000, 2,000 friends, and it's like half the people you don't even know, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily a problem. But then when you are always, you know, complaining about, 
your friends or your Facebook friends and what you see on your timeline and people hating on you and posting subliminal messages. It's like, well, hold on, that, why are they even there? So, you know, for for 2017 for myself and I'd encourage everybody, you know, clear, clear out some of that baggage, whether that's real life family, whether that's social media friends, fake friends, whatever, get, get rid of them. You know, if they're not uplifting you and, you know, bringing some form of positivity into your life, I say, uh, you know, get them, get them out of your life completely. In fact, for me, that's the key to happiness. And I always tell you guys, which is removing any and all negative sources of energy, you know, from from your life. So, uh, so that's that's what I wanted to say about that. Um, you know, again, talking about Christmas, you know, looking at the holiday season. I, I said online, I'll just read it. I said that it's amazing how the Christmas season brings out all the miserable, depressed, fake, um, you know, insecure, biblical, and I'm using that just in quotations, biblical scholars who spend the majority of their time not being happy and joyful, preaching about how. Christmas isn't about Jesus Christ's birthday, how corrupt pastors are, how the church doesn't do anything for the poor, you know, everyone's corrupt, everyone's a scammer, you know, uh, and a whole bunch of foolishness. I said online, I said, if you're one of these people, then stop. You know what I mean? That's the first thing, stop. And I said, instead of being negative, reflect on the abundance of blessings in your life that wouldn't be possible without God. You know, I said, I said, Merry Christmas, but I capitalized the Christ in Christmas because that's a whole nother topic. These these weirdos out here, who somebody came up with the bright idea to to take out Christ, you know what I'm saying, and, and put X, you know, Xmas. I mentioned this before on my last live show, but it just you know it just irks me. You know what I mean? Like, wh- why? Who does that? You know, it's like putting your uh, X in front of your name. Somebody says Happy Birthday, so it's like. Okay, I'm just gonna say, take out your, you know, ex Talbert. Happy birthday, ex Talbert. Like what? No, it's my name is Dayton Talbert. Like you're not gonna put an X where my first name is or anything crazy like that. So why Christ and make it Xmas? I mean, they don't they don't do that with Hanukkah. They don't do that with with Christmas. You don't you don't even you don't do that with Thanksgiving. And people say, well, you know, it's just an abbreviation. Abbreviation for what? Christmas is what was seven seven eight. Letters or whatever it is, like, what, why do you need an abbreviation? Just just type it out. Merry Christmas. That's, that's what it is. They, you know, they don't do that in Islam. They don't do that with any of these other religions. You know, so, you know, so aside from that, you know, then you have people who want to preach to you and, and, and make you feel crazy for, for even celebrating the, the Christmas spirit. Oh, well, you know, Jesus wasn't born and, you know, and, and on Christmas, and you know this, and you know that, and what about this? They want to get mad at you because you're in the Christmas spirit. They want to try to tell you, and it's like, come on. And I get it. You know, I mean, I understand it. Those are people who are not happy, okay? Those are people who are not happy not only with themselves, but not happy with their spiritual, you know, progress or lack thereof. You know, and so we we really got to get out of that. Don't even don't entertain those people. Don't get into debates with those people because I don't debate. 
You know, not about that. Like, it's like, okay, that's how you feel. All right, cool. Well, you stay over there. Because like, you ever notice they try to engage you. They, they, it's not like, oh, yeah, something just comes up. They'll bring it. They'll bring it up. They'll bring it up specifically to try to bring you down and make you unhappy. So it's like, you know, stay over there with all that, all that stuff. Uh, what else is going on out here in the world? A lot of, lot of things going on in the world, man. A lot of things going on in the world. A lot of things going on in the in the community. Um, you know, you, I've been trying. I've been weaning myself off of uh, of talking about politics. You know, I'm kind of tired of talking about politics, and so I haven't been doing it the last few shows. If you noticed, you know, we're approaching Donald Trump's inauguration, and you know, for me, it just kind of is what it is. I'm not gonna, you know, dwell on that or anything like that. Um, one of the things that I said, though, for people who are dwelling on that, I said that a black man, okay, has been shot and killed by another black man literally every day since the, the election. I said, yet some people haven't stopped talking about Donald Trump since the election. I said that we need to get, you know, we need to get, we need to focus more, uh, excuse me, not focus as much on politics. Because, you know what I mean? It's like politics is, it is what it is. Like, it's going to be what it's going to be. I mean, you can vote, and the presidents are already decided long before the elections. You know, you got things like the Electoral College. You got things like the Bilderberg Group. You got things like Bohemian Grove, things that you'll never really hear talked about on the news, but where actual decisions are made for the direction this country is going. So the 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 you know the influence that we have on the election as voters is actually relatively minimal. So you know do what you do, but don't dwell on it. But I said instead, the policing our own neighborhoods, which are in piss poor shape, and that's what people don't want to hear. When I when I say stuff like that, it's like people would rather talk about the election. People would rather talk about the government. Because, they, you know, they, the government can't fight back. They don't fight back. You know, they don't talk back to you. They don't pull guns out on you. I said, but, you know, you got people walking around, you know, walking past drug dealers every day. You know, your corner, your neighborhood has active drug dealers on every corner. You know, you have, there's a trap house, you know, not too far from you. Or, you know what I mean? People are being killed around you, um, you know. And, and we are not focusing on those things. You know, we got kids walking around with guns and drugs and, you know, just robbing, you know, burglaries, stick-ups. These are things that are going on around us. Like, we can actually see those things. You don't have to go to D.C. You know, you don't have to turn on the news to see that. You can actually see it with your own eyes. So, for me, let's focus on that. You know, Kwanzaa just uh, finished up you know, on New Year's Day, and uh, hopefully everyone got a chance to listen to my my all-time classic special on, you know, the definition of Kwanzaa. What is it? What does it mean? Uh, what does it, not only what does it mean, but what does it mean for the black community? Because I, I, you know, I did a whole show on that, like really breaking down the principles. And when you really look at the principles as far as how the job we're doing of exemplifying those seven principles of the Nguza Saba, you know what I'm saying? We are not, we're failing children. We're failing our communities. We're failing the nation, you know, and so we're, we're failing our race. The whole idea of Kwanzaa is actually to celebrate our culture, 
celebrate where we came from, when, when we were kings, when we were queens, you know, and, and to restore us to our traditional greatness. But if you look at what's going on around us, we're talking about politics, but ignoring the, the very issues that are preventing us from returning to our traditional greatness. And so that's where one of the things that I would like to see uh, change in, in 2017 is focusing more on community, you know, like our community. Not, not, and that's not to say that we should not be passionate about what's going on on a national level. But as I always say, don't allow media propaganda to influence and dictate who and what you are passionate about. So that's, that's my, you know, my rant on, on uh, race, the, the race relations piece of, uh, of what's going on in the world. You know, I told you guys I break it down now into, you know, little sections. Um, a lot of things going on in the entertainment industry uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to talk about. Everyone's talking about Dr. Umar Johnson. You know, and I don't, you know, I, I posted, I don't like to be biased. I, um, you know, everyone's talking about his rant where he was cussing and kind of going at the, uh, you know, the other guy with General General Seti, I believe his name is, that's what he calls himself. Um, I mean, to me, that's, it, that was between two people. You know, I mean, yes, it was public, but I mean, I don't, see, a lot of people are judging that man. A lot of people are calling that man hypocritical. A lot of people are calling Umar Johnson, this and that, and you know, I don't, I've, you know, I've interviewed him or whatever. You guys heard that interview, uh, but as far as that, I don't know him. I'm not like, oh my God, it's my friend. I'm not, you know, what I'm saying. So, but just from an outsider standpoint, everyone, so we gotta stop judging people. Okay, that's, and I, I'm not one of those people that misuses that term, you know, because the Bible, when it, when the Bible uses that term, it refers to ignoring the speck on your eye, in your eye, for pointing out the speck in someone else's eye, or the log, excuse me, the log in your eye of pointing out the speck in someone else's You know what I mean? I'm, so that's the, the definition, the biblical definition of, of, of being judgmental and being hypocritical. So I'm not saying we shouldn't look at people and judge them based on their, their character and things like that, but if you know you be cussing people out, you know what I mean? Like if you know you're, you get passionate and hype about your coworkers or somebody said this about you or this person posted a subliminal message and you're cussing that person out or you just got done fighting somebody, you know, let's not don't don't jump on him just because he's expressing himself more so on a public platform whereas you just talk behind the person's back. You know, and so like I, I get mad sometimes. So I'm not gonna sit there and judge him for being mad when I know I get mad. Yeah, I may not make a YouTube video about it, but you know what I'm saying? There's people that have made YouTube videos about me, which which I always find quite comical. It hasn't been there in a while, though, but gee, it's, it's out there. It's on YouTube. You probably can check it out. People actually took the time to make videos about me. It's like, so I get it. You know, I, I understand it. So um, as far as what he has going on, I would say, you know, if you really want to know, and not to put myself on a pedestal, but, you know, a lot of – for me, I've seen a lot of his interviews – um, I've seen some of his just videos. I had him on, on on my show for about two hours. I don't. I've never seen a two-hour Dr. Umar Johnson interview with anyone. Not saying they're not out there, but I feel like that was one of the more complete interviews. On like we talked about everything. 
personal, political, spiritual, you know, relationships. Like, it wasn't really anything that he talks about that me and him did not talk about. So if you really want to know and, like, all right, cool, I saw the the video, I saw his rant, but I want to really see what he's all about. I would say listen to the interview that I did with him. In fact, I don't know, his his uh his publicist hit me up, you know, and wanted to see if we, he could come back on the show. We'll see. You know what I'm saying? We'll see how that goes. I'm not sure. We may or we may not do that. You know, I, honestly, I feel like we talked about everything I personally need to talk about, but if you guys want to hear him back on, I mean, I'm cool with that. I'm not going to say no, but, you know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, another thing's going on. It's, you know, I, I was I was watching the news. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm from Philly, so if you're from Philly, you know about Franklin Mills. Franklin Mills was at one time, when they, I believe when they built it, it was the biggest mall in the country. I don't know if they've, you know, done different things where there's, you know, bigger malls, but it's a very big mall. It's a very popular mall here in Northeast Philadelphia. And um, they were showing videos of kids just rioting in there, you know, running up on people, fighting, brawling. And I'm like, like, I have pictures. I, I'm just, see, this, I like to talk about this stuff because it's personal for me. Like, when my daughter was born, I was home with her. Like, I was working from home. So, like, when she was an infant, like, she'd be crying and stuff. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't want to just be in the crib. So I would just take her to the mall, basically go to Franklin Mills to 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 and walk the whole mall. Just, you know, had her in the stroller. She was quiet. She slept. And, you know what I'm saying? It was some good time. And just spent some quiet time with, with her. And, like, that's where we would go. And so... I'm just looking at these these niggas out here rioting and, and brawling in the mall where I went specifically to spend time with my, my newborn infant daughter, you know, and that was, five, what, five years ago. And so I just, you know, but now it's just like when one of those kids gets shot, you know, you know what I'm saying, when one of those kids gets arrested or even beaten by the cops. It's like, oh, my gosh, this and that. They're, everyone's so wrong. But where is the outrage for what these kids are out here doing? Here in Philadelphia, there was another video of, of a brawl over in West Philly, kids brawling, like, right in the middle of the street. You probably saw it. I think it went viral. And the the, the, fight, the talking point, though, right, the media narrative, the media-driven narrative, you know, is is based on the cop a female police officer who was on top of the, the child punching her. And that's what the story was. Not not the fact that it's about 30 kids in the middle of the street brawling. You know what I mean? While the cops were there, like, actually fighting cops. Not that, not that. That's not the outrage. The outrage was that the police officer was on top of the 16-year-old girl punching her. And I'm just like, what is wrong with people? When did it become okay? When was it not outrageous for children to be brawling in the mall, in the middle of the street? That's all, that's always been a problem, and that should be a problem. And that is where the outrage is. We have to stop making excuses. People, I heard people saying, well, the cops should be fired, and she should never do it. I'm like, yo. You didn't even fight cops back in the day, and if you did, it was understood that you were going to get your ass beat. Like, that's just what it was. You were going to be beat. Like, if you were stupid enough to fight a cop, you, you were going to the hospital. 
and people and people knew that, and people watch this, and people were okay with that. Now it's like, oh my gosh, police brutality for fighting a, a, a you know a, someone who's actually brawling in the street. It's like ridiculous. Maybe I'm just old school. You know, a lot of things going on out here, man. What's what's going on in the entertainment news? Real quick, before we get to the actual entertainment, I was watching. Uh, first of all, come on, so much to talk about. A lot of things going on. First, I want to before I forget, I want to say thank you to everyone who donated. Uh, many of you guys know my alumni grad chapter uh, from my fraternity, Phi Beta Sigma. We do an annual food, excuse me, toy, book, toy, and clothes drive. And uh, and we got a lot of, we always get a lot of books. We got a lot of toys. We got a lot of uh, clothes. Many of that stuff given by, by you guys, some of you guys who listen. So I just want to say thank you for that. I got a chance to drop some, I mean, different different brothers dropped it off different at different places. So I want to say thank you to Everyone who supported our our closed drive for five days. Um, I was now. This isn't. This is something that really it it hit it hit me because I can relate to it. I was watching the news and a young woman was arrested recently here in Philadelphia for shooting her her uh, boyfriend in the head and killing him. And interesting enough, my wife and my two kids, we actually drove by, you know, coincidentally, we drove by, like we weren't planning on it. We just happened to drive by where it happened, and we saw a little, you know, memorial set up, you know, with flowers and teddy bears and things like that, where he actually died. And, you know, if you're not from this area, you didn't hear about the story. Long story short, um, you know, a guy had been dating this woman off and on, and they had, you know, had some, some issues and, uh, you know, one day they were driving, and were, I guess there was a struggle, an argument or whatever, and she shot him in the head and uh, and ran. And she was seen running away from the scene, and, uh, you know, he, you know, just died. He died right there. And And one of the reasons why I say that situation, Courtney and I, actually, a few years ago, we did a special on um, – what was it called? Uh, Trust and Believe. Remember Keisha Cole had that song entitled Trust and Believe? And if you saw the video, it was a video about, a, you know, her, Keisha Cole being crazy, like kind of being pushed to the edge and, you know, bashing windows. And, you know, even me and Gerald Howard back in the days did specials on, uh, you know, you know busting windows out the car and just that type of psycho, psycho behavior. And, how, and not only but on that behavior, but how to avoid that type of behavior uh, from yourself how to avoid someone from pushing you to that limit. And, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, I've been in that situation. Like I've, you know, I remember one time this woman, she, she like mugged me like in the car, like hit me. You know what I'm saying? I like, she like punched me, punched me, but she like kind of was yelling and just kind of, you know, they call it mush. She mushed me, you know what I mean? In my head, I'm like, yo, and I was tempted to like, you know, put, put those hands on her, but I, you know, I didn't do that and just remove myself from the situation. Uh, I mean, there was that. I mean, I think of other situations. Uh, a young woman actually threatened me, you know, one time, you know, with with a, a gun. You know what I'm saying? And so you you gotta you gotta be careful, fellas. You gotta be careful, um, and, and ladies, you gotta be careful because when you are in a situation, you know, not a marriage, but when you are in a situation where 
you know, you you are sexual with someone, there's obviously that soul tie there. And so when you have a soul tie, you know, and there's no sanctity, there's no favor, you know what I'm saying? Then you're just exposed. You're naked, and you're and you're vulnerable to basically anything. Anything can happen. You know, that's where you get the jealousy. That's where you get, you know, all these other emotions. The rage, that that rage comes from the soul tie. It comes from giving your body, giving your emotions to someone and not having those feelings be reciprocated. So I get it, you know. And so, uh, you know, you just that's why it's one of the reasons why I talk so much about friends with benefits. I talk so much about, you know, uh, ladies, keep your legs closed. You know, stop letting these men hit. Stop letting these people inside you because when you do that, you're not only allowing that person inside you, but you're allowing all those negative spirits and demons and emotions to run rampant. And when things don't go your way, which 99.9% of the time they don't, you know, it's only going to be that much more heightened, you know, and the, and the, the dissolution process of that situation is going to run a lot less smoothly, you know, when you, when you're trying to sift through all these different soul ties. In fact, speaking of, uh, Soul ties. I just yesterday, I rebroadcasted the first live show of 2015, which was uh, how to understand and break uh, soul ties. You know, a lot of people don't understand what they are, and a lot of people really don't understand how to break them once they've been formed. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people are single, but they're bound by various soul ties from past situations and you're wondering why you know no one is be, you're not being found is because you're still bound you know what I mean so you gotta you gotta break that stuff uh what else is going on out here but yeah definitely rest in peace to that that young brother um and she and she was an educated woman and it's funny I talk about this stuff you guys who listen and have been listening over the years you know I talk a lot about those quote-unquote independent women the the quote-unquote successful women, you know, and everyone's talking, oh, you know, why can't she find a man? You know, she's successful. Why can't she, you know, she find a a husband? You know, she's a perfect catch. She's educated. She's successful. She's, she's got money. She's attractive. What's wrong? What's wrong with these guys? Must not be any guys out here because these great women are single. So many great women. It's like, yeah, okay. People are talking about the finances, the education, but nobody's talking about their emotional state. Nobody's talking about their spiritual state. No one is talking about who in their life they're having sex with. Yeah, you ever notice that there's a lot of sex going on and no one is really talking about that. You know, and when you have when you're having this sex, that takes away from your level of success. You know what I mean? Because how successful can you really be if you're bound with all these different soul ties and you're and you're emotionally unavailable, pissed off and you're mad and you're either suicidal or homicidal? How successful are you really? I mean, that's that's what no one talks about. No one told. Oh yeah, she's single. So many successful women out here, but where are they at emotionally? Where are they at sexually? A little bit later in the show, I want to talk about um, I want to talk about your your sexual number. 
want to talk uh, go a little bit deeper into not just the soul side, uh, soul tie piece of it, but just the sexual number that how you know the actual number of men and the role that that plays and how you will be viewed as well as how you'll be you know perceived you know to be in in a relationship is deep. So I'll get to that in a little bit. But um, what else is going on there? Shout out to T.I. Now, this isn't news. This isn't new news. This is old news. But, uh, and I, in fact, I posted it around this time last year when he went into the, the Walmart, you know, I guess down in Atlanta and, and bought gifts for all the single moms. You know what I'm saying? He he basically paid off, you know, whatever it was that they were trying to buy at that time. And, and, and you know, I haven't seen that anywhere except on social media. You know, a couple people shared it. A couple people, you know, it's like, oh, okay, great. But it's like CNN, you know, uh, nobody is, is talking about that. You know what I mean? So shout out to him and, you know, and, and, and the work that he does, you know, in the community. That's kind of like what I was talking about earlier as far as how we need to get back to that. You know, do the things that you can do in your community. Okay, what's going to happen with Donald Trump is going to happen. There's not a lot we can do about that right now. Shoot, what's going to happen with Barack Obama? It has happened, is it? Whoever is going to come after Trump is going to happen, you know? So, but let's let's really make a difference. People are complaining about Trump, but how many people actually make a difference in the lives of others outside of their immediate family or, or themselves? A lot of people just go to work and go home. That's it. What do you actually do for people? You know, like other than complain. So just something to think about. But, yeah, shout out to him. Speaking of T.I., now, a couple weeks, or maybe at this point, probably a couple months ago, I did a, a live show, right, where I was talking about the, uh, you know, the, just the whole situation with, with Tiny and T.I. and Floyd Mayweather. And I was basically talking about the fact that the situation is not cool. There should be no Floyd Mayweather anywhere in their whole equation, right? I mean, there should be – he shouldn't even be an issue. He shouldn't even be a topic of conversation. And the fact that she is has put herself in that, you know what I mean, it's obviously not cool. It's obviously caused, has caused many problems. And now the the marriage it looks like is over. You know, I read that she uh, filed for divorce. And um, I mean, you know, I hate, but it's not something that is. See, I see. I said it then. I've said it for many years now that their relationship was very temporary, specifically because of both of them. They did not have a healthy dynamic. You know, her out here doing, but I'll put it, him doing some of the things that he's done, and, and but how she reacted to those things. I could tell that that was going to make for a a horrible, uh, you know, just it wasn't going to work. It, it was, is no way. And so um, I wished them the best. You know, I talked about even when she got those fake eyes, those permanent fake eyes. I'm like, okay, you're. You're trying to be who you think he he wants, right? I mean, you know, if he's running around doing different things with different women, and you know, you you you're dealing with certain insecurities on your own, you know, you 
women try to do that. Ladies, you, and I told you guys this before, you can never be, you know, what these men want, you know, if they're cheating on you. If they're cheating on you, it's not because you don't look a certain way, don't want you, no matter how you look. That means they just want someone else with something else that they've placed a higher level of value on. So, you know, T.I. likes exotic women. I don't know. I'm just using that as an example. She says, oh, I'll go out and get some, some fake eyes to make myself look exotic. You know, a black chick with blue eyes. Oh, yeah, that'll be me. Oh, maybe he'll want me. Maybe he won't go out and cheat on me with, with actual real <laughs> exotic women. You know what I mean? No, that's not how that works. You have to be found by a man who actually wants you for you. And if that's not the case, then that's just not the case. That's not the man that God has for you. The key is being able to just walk away, you know, and, and be okay with walking away. A lot of people have this underlying fear, you know, of being alone. And so that it perpetuates the, the single the single process. What else? What else? Speaking of marriage, you know, I'm talking about entertainment news right now. A lot of things going on in the media. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. Yandy and Mendices. And I, I hate to be that guy. I don't like I told you so. I'm not into that or, you know. But, again, if you guys listen to this show, I I do entertainment news, you know, pretty much on every show. And a few years ago, well, yeah, I think, well, probably last year when they did the whole wedding thing and probably even before that when when he was, I remember talking about them when, when his when he was arrested. You know, it was like, I remember I talked about it even before that. I talked about it when they raided the studios of Joel Santana, Jim Jones, and it was like that whole thing that the feds raided the, the studio. And if you looked at that time, they were, you know, all in the same circle. That's I said, okay, you know, it's not hard to see kind of, you know, what's going on here. And, and now come to find out Mendeecees was arrested and was, you know, going through what he was going through. And I said, you know, on the show then, I'm like, come on, Yandy is not, you know, she's not innocent. She's not, she was not unaware of these things. She was kind of playing that role like, oh, my gosh, I'm the damsel in distress. I didn't know, and, you know, I didn't know anything. was. Come on. You know, like, you know what, you, what your, your man does, your boyfriend does for money. And if you don't know, then that means it's, something, it's a problem. You know, it means it's something he doesn't want you to know or something you don't want to know. But, you know, if, if come on. She knew what was up. Now all of a sudden we, we're finding out that she that they're not even married. If you guys watch The Love and Hip Hop, you follow that whole storyline in that, that series, you're finding out that they're not even married. And my thing is this. If you are it, willingly putting yourself into a situation, like you know he has a court situation, you know he has legal problems, you say, yes, I will marry you, you take on everything that comes along with that. You know, whether that means subjecting your finances to government scrutiny, I mean, whatever. And if you, and here's the thing, and I'm not even judging them. I'm, bas, I'm, I'm basing it off of what I saw in the show. Now, if they sit down and say, you know what, all right, cool, we're going to get married, but we're not going to really make it official 
we're just going to have this commitment. We're going to say we're married. All right, well, then cool. I mean, I don't really agree with that, but, I mean, that's what they chose to do. I mean, I can't, I can't judge their situation. But I'm looking at the fact that he did not even, according to the show, he acted like he didn't know that that paperwork had not been sent off. In his eyes, he's saying, we're legally married. And, I, and, and then she's on there trying to justify it. Like, she, like she's right for protecting her financial assets or putting her finances ahead of, you know, their actual union, which I don't think is, is cool. You know, I talk a lot about prenups. I talk about how prenups are just, you know, they're not cool. They're not, they don't bode well for relationships. And so I, I'll be honest with you, I don't at all see them surviving. I would be shocked if we're not having a similar conversation about their divorce, um, you know, less than a, you know, in a few years actually. So I, you know, I, you heard it here first, but I would be shocked if they're, if they're still together you know, after a few years from now, just for, for many reasons. But I mean, that being a, a major, a major piece of it. Uh, what else, what else is going on in the media? A couple other things I wanted to talk about briefly. Um, everyone's talking about Serena Williams. You know, I also came across, uh, for those of you who may not know, Serena Williams is now uh, engaged. And uh, she, to a, you know, the gentleman is white. You know, which to me, I could care less. You know what I mean? Like, I really don't care about that. I don't care about her. Um, but for some reason, many people, men and women, are, are talking about this. Are, are some are passionate about this and negatively passionate about the fact that she's married or excuse me, getting married to, you know, this white, this white man. And, and for the life of me, I'm not going to say I don't understand it because I do understand it completely. And I'll tell you, you know, what the reason for that is, but you guys got to stop that. You know, not you guys, but people who are doing that need to stop because it's just hating. And I don't even like that term, but there's no other term to really use if you are not happy for someone else's success and happiness, right? I mean, if you're upset about someone else's success and happiness, that's kind of like the epitome of being a hater. And, you know, where that comes from is loneliness uh, where that comes from is uh, unhappiness. You got to focus on your own happiness, and, when, and once you focus on your happiness, uh, then you can be happy for other people. I've had a number of people, you know, that I counsel, you know, saying things like, "Well, I'm, I'm gonna shut down my Facebook page." Like they shut down their page every every uh, every November. I said, "What's going on?" I haven't seen you in a while. I said, "Yeah, I de- I deactivated my Facebook page." I said, "Okay, why?" Like, I just don't like seeing people happy. I said, what the heck? You don't like seeing people happy? Like, yeah, the holidays, everyone's getting engaged and posting family pictures, holiday pictures. I just don't want to see that. I I said, when you have the faith, you you may not have it now, but if you have the faith and when you have the faith that you will have that in the future, you know, seeing someone else with that shouldn't be an issue. He said, "Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. I said, you know, don't 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 hide from people just because you, you know, they have what you're aspiring to have. I said, if anything, that should motivate you. 
You know, that should that should be a source of inspiration. All right, but yeah, no, Serena Williams. You know, people are also talking about uh, Felicia Rashad's daughter. I re- I read also got engaged to a, a white gentleman, and that's just like, okay. You know, I mean, it's like if you're Tay Diggs, if you're, you know, Serena, I mean, whoever, if you find happiness, you know, with with someone from another race, so be it. The reality is true love, authentic love, is so hard to find, period. I said, so when you do find it, my advice would be just to don't don't limit yourself. In fact, I posted a, a, you know, a discussion question of, uh, you know, it was basically asking, would you be okay with dating outside your race? And a lot of people said no. A lot of people said yes, but a lot of people also said no. And it was like, no, I just I just want what I want, which is not, there's nothing wrong with that. But you're already limiting yourself significantly, you know, when you when you make statements like that. You know, you're already, you're basically saying, well, okay, God, I don't want, you know, take away all of these potential mates. And, you know, it's just, I would, I would have an open mind when it comes to finding love. That's just how I would do it. Um, What else? What else is going on out here? Mariah Carey. Mariah, Mariah, Mariah. It's funny. I've never really been a huge fan of Mariah Carey. Um, I've always liked her music. I've always liked her voice, but just her as like a person, you know, interviews and different things that I've seen. I've never really, she's never just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So I never really was, it was a major fan of her. Um, but, you know, everyone is talking about this whole new year's Eve, uh, fiasco. And it's interesting because, you know, I, I said, I've been in entertainment. I know how it works. Like, you know, you got sound checks and, and different. There's so many different things. There's stage managers. There's the audio guys. There's the video guys. There's there's so many different things, especially on that level, a telecast of that magnitude, so many different things that have to run smoothly. And, you know, so and because I know that, when you when I see people having – certain mishaps, I'm I'm more inclined to look at, like, the other extenuating, you know, circumstances around that. You know what I mean? Not necessarily that person. Because, like, like me, I've been on the air. I've been on the air, you know, and, and the whole system has crashed. You know, it doesn't happen often, but you guys maybe have heard a few, you know, not so good technically sound shows, you know, that I've done. Um, and so I, you know, I try to correct the problem as best that I can on my end. Sometimes it's my fault. Sometimes it's not my fault. Usually not my fault, but you know what I mean. It is what it happens. And so I would like to think that people would know know what I do, and would not say, "Oh man, he doesn't know what he's doing," or "Oh this and that." He sounds crazy. The sound is messed up. Or that I can't hear anything. Or he just this this must be a ghetto show. No, it doesn't have to be that. It could just be the things that are outside of my control. And so for people to jump, I mean, see, a lot of people, this is one thing that I'll say about Mariah Carey. And, again, I'm not, like a, like I said, a major fan at all. But you got to give this woman some props. I mean, she is literally the most successful artist of all time, Okay, like statistically. Like, and it may just be female artists, 
I gotta look, but I know, but I know she's the most successful female artist. More record sales, more um, Billboard number one hits than any female in the history of music. And so, just that alone, you kind of got to, all right, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. She's still singing. She's still doing sold-out shows. She, you know what I mean? And so, the, 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 and people know that. And the thing that I find myself doing is standing up. I, I really can't stand LeBron James. You know, Kobe Bryant, I actually became a Kobe Bryant fan because of the hatred that people have for him just because of he's good. And I, can't, I still don't like LeBron, but I was rooting for the Cavaliers to win just because of the haters. I really don't like Mariah Carey. Like I said, she's just okay, whatever. But it was like I found myself defending her in that situation because people are haters. Nobody will look up, look up a Mariah Carey performance where she kills it and be like, yo, let me post this. She, this is a great performance. You know what I'm saying? But when they see a bad performance, it goes viral and everyone wants to talk about it. The reality is people are miserable. I was waiting to talk, to talk about this. People are miserable. People look forward to pe- others' downfall. And I've just never been that type of person. I never sat back and waited for someone else's misfortune or even took pleasure in someone else's misfortune. But when people, I see people, I mean, you got people, I'm just like, what are you doing on New Year's? Like with me, I was with my wife, I was with my children, we were having fun. I didn't even see more people talking about Mariah Carey till like I saw something on social media. Like the next day. I'm like, oh, what happened? I usually go to church. We didn't go to church, it's kinda of crazy with the two kids, but we were having a nice little time. I mean I was preoccupied. So my thing is if everyone is going crazy talking about Mariah Carey I could see if you were actually there. Like, what, what, what were you doing? Who were you with or not with? And the reality is there are a lot of, I mean, I'm just being honest with y'all. The reality is that there were a lot of people who are very and were very unhappy on New Year's Eve. And when they saw, you know, in fact, many people, there's a lot of suicides. There's a lot of depression around the New Year. It's like, wow, another year of not being where I want to be. So they look that way. I talked about at the beginning of the show. So, you know, it starts with Christmas. Oh, so I'm going to just, just, you know, go out of my way to, you know, take people out of that holiday spirit. Let's bash, let's bash Jesus Christ. Let's, you know, let's talk about atheists, you know, how I'm an atheist and how the whole, the whole story of Jesus doesn't make sense. And, you know, all these pastors just want your money and da, 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 da. And all that stuff. You got those people around Christmas, then you got, you know, stuff like this. Oh yeah, let's just focus on bashing Mariah Carey. You know, that's, for me, that's not really, um, a, 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 it's not cool. It's not attractive. You know, it's just a bad look. Haters are not attractive at all. All right, guys. Well, so that's. I think that's pretty much. What I all I had for uh, the entertainment stuff. Um, I had a, a quick testimony I wanted to share. A young woman wrote in. She said, "Data, not everybody can take listening to your show, but you're speaking the truth. Uh, thank God that He set sent you uh, 
uh, to spread the word and help other people. God bless you and your family, and keep spreading the word. I want to thank her for writing that in. Um, you know, like I said, this is what I do. This is what I've been doing for a long time. The show has changed formats. The show, the show has changed co-hosts. Uh, but I appreciate everyone who stuck around and listened over these past ten years, um, you know, because something I'm it's something I'm passionate about, and will most likely remain passionate about. You know, I may not do as many shows as I used to, but as often as I do them, I enjoy them, and hopefully you guys do as as well. One question that I wanted to talk about today, uh, as far as Ask State on Advice Hour and. It was a question surrounding, earlier in the show, surrounding sex. You know, we look at sex, you know, and we often look at it, you know, in the moment. It's like, okay, like if you're, if you're dating, it's like, okay, we're, I like you, you like me, we have this attraction, and based on whether or not I have, the, you know, we have this sexual attraction and connection, that determines whether or not we're going to have sex. But what I found is that, and so it's like you, and that, pattern, that cycle continues for many women over the course of their 20s, over the course of their 30s. Shoot, nowadays, you know, their teens. So if you if you think about it, you know, I mean, the reality, we're really approaching a, a really bad time because what we have is we're in a different generation. See, in my generation, I'm just being honest with you, a lot of you guys know this, in my generation, when I was younger, women weren't as promiscuous. Parents' generations, women were not as promiscuous. You know what I'm saying? But every generation, every decade, really, the women, you know, the the society as a whole gets more sexual. So what's happening is, like, when I was young, when I was 17, you know, and then, when you know, when I was, let's say, even looking for a wife, it was getting hard, but it was still possible to find women who had been with less than 10 guys. It was still possible to find a virgin. It was still possible to find women who will tell you, hey, you know what? Yeah, I've been with one or two guys. And I'm not judging anybody, but I'm just walking you through our thought process as men. That That is what we look for. I am not going to sit here and tell you guys that we look for, and I, it would be ideal to marry a woman who slept with 100 men who slept with 30 guys, who slept with 40 guys, who slept with 20 guys. I'm not going to lie to you. You guys haven't been listening to me for as long as you have, audience, pander to the women, telling you guys what you want to hear. You know that I don't do that. That is an unpopular, you know, uh, statement that I just made, but it is 100% true. It's not ideal. Now, that does not mean that someone cannot be delivered. That does not mean that someone cannot be healed and change their life. Bible says he, he will make you a new creature. Absolutely. But again, as far as what we look for, you have to understand what we look for in a wife, and that's someone who has had sex with as few people as possible. Okay? And so the question that we have here on the table, the question that was posted in the Friends of the Day Down Tolbert Show group was, and it ended up being a very interesting discussion, was that, and add yourselves if you're not in there already, but the question was, if a woman has a high sexual number, does that render her, as we as men say, unwifeable? Does that make her unwifeable? Now, 
here's the here's the what you have to really understand. I did this show. There was a time show back in the day, and many shows, you know, with me, Gerald, Virgil, Marv, Lewis. Uh, I mean, you know, so many different guys. The whole barbershop talk crew from back in the day, and you know, and even guys, fellas that would call in, random guys. And, you know, and the reality is, and I've a- I asked that question to every guy. In fact, if you go ahead and you listen to one of my favorite barbershop talks where I where I actually defined the definition of the perfect wife, you listen to that show, and that was a barbershop talk uh, show. And you had at least five, six, seven guys on there. And, I, you know, I asked them that actual question, how many is too many? And, and the, every guy on the panel, including myself, said under 10. Under 10 would be what we would want, what we would feel comfortable, you know what I'm saying, wife. Now, again, that does not mean that we speak for all men. That does not mean that, you know, that's the end all and be all, but that was our opinion. That still is my, you know, how we felt, how I feel. So I think that for what for what women have to, and I don't say this to make anyone feel bad or just make you go kill yourself, you know, nothing like that. You know what I'm saying, go cry yourself to see. It's not, it's not about that. It's about honesty. It's about understanding. And it's about saying, okay, hmm, wow, I didn't even know that was an issue, right? I didn't even know that that was on men's radar. I thought that it shouldn't matter. You know, you see, you see, you know, you have these discussions. First thing you hear people say, well, everyone has a past. Boy, that's, that's what women say. You will never, ever say, hear a man say, oh, well, everyone has a past. So it doesn't matter what she did. I don't care what she did. I mean, you may find you know, a few weirdos here and there, but the reality is that's like your credit card company saying, hey, you know, it doesn't matter what you did. Your mortgage company, you're trying to buy a house. So, you know, it doesn't matter what you did throughout your early life. I don't care what your credit was like before. If you want this house, you know, as long as you, you've changed, as long as you're willing to pay your bills now, you know what I mean, I'll, give you, I'll get you something. Your, the job recruiter didn't say, hey, look, it doesn't matter what your past was like. Everyone has a – no, they're going to examine that past. They're going to scrutinize that past, your history. They're going to want to know, and they're going to assume your past is an accurate barometer for who you will be in the future. Your mortgage company will do that. The recruiter at your job did that. You know, you try to open up a bank account. They're going to do that. You see if you're in check systems or not. Just about every possible professional service, you know, any really anything you'll go through as an adult in business or whatever is going to take an, a very close look at your, your history. So why would anyone think that when it comes to your history, you know what I'm saying, these men seeking wives, are just going to not care and just say, oh, your past is your past. It doesn't matter. That, that really makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. Something is serious and something is, which about a lifelong commitment, a lifelong commitment that we, we want to make to someone. You might work at a job for a year, for two years, and they even care about your, your whole history. So why would someone looking to marry you and spend the rest of his life with you, give you his last name, you know what I'm saying? Not care. It makes no sense. Nobody wants to deal with someone. Or put it like that. Okay, here's the thing. 
there have been people who have changed. A lot of women have changed. They're not. They're no longer the per the person that they were, right? But as men, we don't know that, right? I mean, we don't we don't know that. You can say that, but at the end of the day, we need to. We want to know. All right. Well, what, 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 who were you? It's fine. Maybe it's cool if you've changed. I, you know, I can possibly work with that. Still want to know. It's like if you go to a second chance bank, a uh, second chance bank. You might be in Texas. You might have messed up with your old bank. But that, but the new bank still wants to know that. Now they still may give you a chance. You might have had some credit issues. They may still give you a chance, but at least they're still going to do the report. You, you guys see what I'm saying to you? doesn't mean that that's going to be the end, the end all and be all, the deciding factor, but it, we, we want to know. And so what I've found is that a lot of women, based on their own shame and guilt, which are, which are two lies of the devil, a lot of women feel the need to hide that past. A lot of women feel the need to lie about that past. That's the that's where the real issue comes from. You know, I've I've met women who I have the utmost respect for who've had sex with twenty guys, who've had sex with thirty guys, forty guys. Say, hey look look they done, you know, I used to be a freak. You know, I listened to your show. I was one of those hoes you talk about. You know, that was me back in the day, giving my body away, not really caring, you know, not respecting myself, not valuing myself. But you know what? I listened to your show. I gave my life to Christ and I, I have changed my life and I don't now I'm celibate, I haven't had sex for X amount of months, X amount of years, whatever. I have the utmost respect for those women. Why? Not because of what their number is, but because of the fact that their number is what it is and they have peace about it. You see, because when you see people arguing and people debating and people say, oh, who are you to judge? That's because they're still living in bondage. They're still living in shame. They're still living in guilt. They still have resentment, you know, about the decisions that they've made. But they, they, they in fact, haven't been made that new creature that Jesus, that the Bible talks about. And that's what we have to do. That's what we have to encourage women to do is to, is to let that go let the hurt, pain, and resentment go, then you, can, then you can be honest about what your number is. And that man will either be cool with it or he will not be cool with it. But the reality is somebody will be cool with it because you have peace with God, and the Bible says he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, and so that's, that's kind of how we have to start looking at this stuff. There was another question on the, on the, in the group similar to this. The question was, should a woman go to a man's house on the first date. Now, I wouldn't advise that, you know, necessarily. But a lot of women, it's not even about for them. It's not even about the date, you know, or it's not. Excuse, it's not about the first date. It's about I'm not going to your house. In fact, I'm not even going to put myself in a situation where sex could go down. Where I, not even you, it's not like oh, I'm I'm afraid. I'm, I think you're a rapist, or I think you're you may be, you know, targeting me for a second. It's not, a lot of times it's not even about that. Otherwise, you wouldn't even be there. You wouldn't even be on the date at all, no matter where you were going. But a lot of times it's, whoa, I have a sexual attraction to you, okay? And if I find myself at your house, you know, unsupervised, in an intimate setting, I 
may find myself wanting to give myself to you, wanting to have sex with you, wanting to drop those drawers for you. And because I have found myself in those same type of situations in the past where sex is going down, I've left having to take that walk of shame, feeling, you know, having to deal with the hurt, pain, and resentment as a result. I don't want to put myself in a similar situation, so I'm going to tell you no. Yeah, you can take me out and spend $100 on me five straight times, five straight weeks, and the one time that I say, hey, let's go hang out at the house just to relax, I'm going to tell you no, not because I think you're going to try to have sex with me, but because, ironically, because you spent close to $1,000 on me over these last few weeks, I, I, you know, the chances of me giving in will be greater. So I don't even want to put myself in that situation. What you ladies have to understand is that's a turnoff to us because those types of situations make us feel like, whoa, what's her history like? Just how many dudes have you made that mistake with? Okay, fine, a couple of times, whatever, but, dang, is it that serious that I'm a nice guy? Right, and you wouldn't even come to my house. So what was going on before me? A lot of women are taking themselves out of wifey category unnecessarily. A lot of women have guys who actually like them. Now I'm not talking about the guys who want the sex, who just want the. I'm talking about guys who actually want to build something with them. Right, who want to just spend quality time, but not necessarily have to spend one to two hundred dollars just to spend that time, and you're telling you're treating those guys like they're the bastards from back in the day that you dealt with. No, no man wants to feel that way. And so, yeah, I wouldn't recommend, you know, okay, just go, go to every man's house that you go out on a date with, you know, back to his crib on the first date. I wouldn't say that. But don't, you got to be real with yourself. You know what I mean? If you, I mean, are you saying no because you really don't feel comfortable? Because a lot of women, that's a lie. That's the lie that a lot of women tell. It's like, oh, I don't feel comfortable. But the reality is you, you do feel comfortable. You allow him to pick you up at your place. You'll ride 30, 40 minutes in a car ride to him to wherever. You'll sit somewhere in a restaurant or, or you know, or someplace. Half the time, y'all sit in the car, end up making out, getting freaky in the car specifically because you don't want to, you, you try not to go back to the house, but a lot of y'all end up giving up in the backseat of your car anyway. So it's like, it's not that you don't feel comfortable. You're just trying to avoid the sex. And if you are, you know, that big of a freak that you can't be in a situation to avoid sex, that's an issue in and of itself that you got to deal with because lust will, will destroy a lot of potentially great relationships. So... Think about that stuff, guys. I'm going to get ready to wrap it up for today. There were a few, there, you know, there's definitely some other discussion topics that I wanted to, uh, that I want to get into. I'm going to probably come back live a little bit later in the week, um, definitely early next week. Might even throw a, a weekend show in there at, at some point. But think about this stuff. You know, think about these things. You know, uh, the reality is, ladies, I was telling somebody today on a session, you know, this 2017 dating is going to be a lot different than 2016 dating. 2016 dating was a lot different than 2011 dating. And so the reality is, is that in today's society, 
going forward, ladies, more than ever before, the onus is now on you to differentiate yourself from these women. You know, the, the days of you having this wall up and, and men trying to beat your that wall down, you know, and then once he br- breaks the wall down, then you all of a sudden, you know, shows himself worthy, then you feel comfortable letting that wall down. No, no, no. Those days are, have been over for a very long time. The reality is that these men aren't pressed. And, and if this is 17 now, that means you're one year older, you know, two years older than you were in 15 and so on. So the question is how long, how many years are you going to waste doing things the same way you've been doing them your whole life and attracting nothing but liars, dogs, cheaters, and players? At some point, you have to begin to do the things that you've never done in order to get the things that you've never had. 855-55-DAYDON, call me. I'm, st- I'm extending for the whole month of January the holiday special, free consultation, uh, first month free, you know, and uh, let's really start making some, some changes. All right, guys, thanks for listening in, and I will see you next time. You don't have-